So who do you call when the sweet cat you raised from a kitten becomes possessed by something evil? Then it starts yelling at you in human voices. And then it tries to kill you. Our next guest called in the church when it happened to her. Blood was spilled when they encountered the cat from hell. My name is Louise, and I grew up in northern Arizona. We spent my childhood, teenage years there. And this is the story of my pet cat. (laughs) Okay. When I turned 13, my mother finally let me have a cat. I'd been begging and begging and begging. So we knew a farmer. So she took me out to the ranch, and I got to pick out a kitten. And I remember bringing that kitten home and feeling so proud of myself for two reasons. Number one, I finally had responsibility for my own pet, and my brothers wouldn't get access to it. (laughs) And second of all, because I was going to be able to sell my mother on whatever I wanted from this point forward. That's how I saw it. Anyway, so we get home with this kitten and I name him Max. And Max was my dear little pet. He was playful and cute and kittens are so adorable. And we watched him grow. He had free run of the house we lived in at that time. And he became the family cat. And even though I had responsibility, my brothers played with him and my mom and dad played with him. And he was just a lovely cat. But then we moved We moved into this house in Prescott, Arizona, that was really quite old, 80, 90, maybe 100 years old. And we lived there, and I, my mother decided that Max should live in my bedroom only and not have free run of the house. I don't know why she decided that. And I tried to pitch Max for having free reign, but she said no. So we kept Max in my room, and that was okay for about a year, maybe two years. And... I was home alone one summer because I'd started college and my family had left for the summer to go do something else. And I came home from work one day and planning to get ready because my girlfriend's mother had invited me over for dinner that Friday evening. And I went to my room to open the door and I heard what sounded like someone shouting on the other side in a really scary voice. Get out! Get out! And I don't know what that voice is. I've never heard it before. And I I go to open the door and Max, my precious little cat, jumps from under the bed all the way across my room. I don't know how he could possibly have gone that far. And he lands on my forehead. I still have the scars. And he just starts scratching and biting and and clawing and, and terrifying me. And I'm screaming and he... I'm trying to get him off of me and I can't get him physically off me. I have I have scars on my wrist from it and 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 he he bit me on my uh, on my chest. He actually bit me first time ever not just through my shirt but through my bra and I had blood pouring down my face from all the scratches and I finally get him off me and I throw him across the room because I don't know what else to do. And, and Max curls up on my bed and he's shouting, Get out! Get out! In this terrifying voice. And I, I don't know what to do. And I, I'm bleeding and I, and I just shut the door and I run downstairs. And, you know, this was before cell phones. And, and I don't know what to do. And I try and calm myself down and I'm crying and I'm trying to mop up the blood. I remember I had a a white shirt on and there was blood all over the front of my shirt and there were 
tears in my sleeves. It was my favorite shirt at the time. And, and I don't know what to do. And I finally go to our phone and I call my friend's mom and I said, I can't come over for dinner because my cat went crazy and he bit me and, and he scratched me up really bad. And I remember her mother didn't believe me and she laughed at me kind of meanly and thought I was making an excuse. The next day I went to church and the mother and my friend were there. And when they saw my face, it was covered with scratches and my arms were covered with scratches. And of course they couldn't see my chest, which also was covered with scratches. There was a big bite out of my uh, breast and and her mother was horrified that this had happened to me all of a sudden. She believed me, and she went and got a man in the church and said, Do you, you know, can you help Wendy? Can you catch the cat so that you can, so we can take it away? And I didn't want them to take Max away. And this guy didn't really believe what had happened, but he could see all the scratches on me and everything else. And so he said he would come by after church. So he came by. And he brought his suit. He was a uh, automobile mechanic. And he had, I so remember, he's standing outside my bedroom door with his wife and my friend and my friend's mother. And he's got this cage that he had just bought that he's going to put Max in. And I'm crying, of course, because this is my little kitty. He, he just had purchased and he assembled this cage. It was the kind of molded plastic with the four screws or six screws, whatever it is, on the outside, kind of like a clamshell thing. And he's assembled this thing and he's going to get Max and put Max in the cage. But the man has his mechanics suit on and it is, you know, really thick and sturdy because it snows in that part of Arizona and it's cold. And it was a really thick suit with layers and layers and padding. And then he puts on these brand new rawhide gloves that he'd bought. I can still remember they were brown and his suit was blue and white striped. And he's going to go in to get my little kitty. And as we're standing outside the door talking about this, Max is thumping, thumping, thumping against the door, shouting, get out. And nobody can believe it because you can, it sounds like he's got a human voice. And the guy is looking at me, the man who's going to go in and do this is looking at me like, He's even scared, this big, strong auto mechanic guy. And I'm stepping back from the door because I'm afraid to go into my own room. And he goes in the room, and my friend's mother is very religious, and she starts praying because she thinks my cat is possessed. And I don't know what to think. And the man is in the room, and we hear shouting from the man. We hear shouting from the cat, and all this banging, and things break, and... And he's yelling, and and I'm terrified that something's going to happen to hurt my little kitty, <laughs> and because um, I don't understand what's going on. And and he he comes out maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, although it seemed like hours. And he's his face has gone ashen. He's got Max in the cage, and Max is banging on the cage like it sounds like he's jumping around inside this little cat carrier, and the man's got a terror in his rawhide glove about two inches long on his left hand and he's got shredded marks on his suit for going underneath cars his padded suit you can see the stuffing underneath and he says this cat is possessed and I'm crying because I don't know what's going to happen next 
And at that moment, the lady from the Humane Society shows up in a pickup truck, and I didn't know that my friend's mom had also called her. And I go outside with the cat, who's still going crazy in the box and still shouting unintelligibly and all the other people in the house. And we go out front, and the lady says that they're going to take the cat to their facility, and they're going to decapitate him to find out what's wrong with my cat. And so they put the cat in this new carrier in the back of her pickup truck, and she drives away, and my friend's mom calls my mom where she was on vacation and tells her what had happened and that I've been bit and my the cat is possessed and all these other things. And, and all I care about is what happened to my cat, you know. And a couple of days later, I call the Humane Society again. <laughs> I'd been calling every day. I call the Humane Society and I happen to get the lady who was the agent. It's a small town. It's a small office. I get the lady who came to pick up Max, and and she says, we cut off his head and we found nothing. However, when you gave us that cat carrier, it only had one screw. And I told her that I saw the man, the mechanic man, put the screws in the outside and tighten the nuts. And she says, well, that's impossible. There was only one screw in the carrier in a few more minutes he could have gotten out my mom felt really bad for abandoning me although I had asked them to leave me the mortgage and leave for the summer because I was already in college and I wasn't a big fan of my family and and what happened is that Uh, My mom felt guilty for abandoning me, and she thought that because she wasn't there, that's why he became possessed. And I don't know what happened to Max. I know that that's unbelievable for a house cat to become like that. But my mom sent me a stuffed Garfield and said, maybe this can be your cat in the future, which was really sweet of her. But I think the way, if anything, that it changed me personally is because... I started realizing that as much as I didn't want to believe that there was another realm or that there were other entities, there was no denying that that experience was far beyond anything that a house cat could have done. The crazy thing about all of this, looking back now on it as an adult, I was 17 at that time. I was a college freshman, I came from an extremely religious family, and we had no concept whatsoever of spirits or other things other than Satan and his demons, and that was what we were told to be afraid of. But the idea that a house cat could become possessed, my house cat could become possessed, had never crossed my mind. It seemed like a story from the Bible, and when it happened to me, I guess that changed everything. You have been listening to terrifying true stories. Next time, we're going to meet someone who lived in a house that was infested with apparitions. At first, they were friendly until one of them tried to suck the soul out of her body while she slept. If you enjoy terrifying true stories, please follow us or subscribe and leave a review. It's very helpful, and we do appreciate it. I'm your host, Ryan Azevedo. See you on the other side.
I'm your host, Ryan Azevedo. I'll see you on the other side.